Treasure by Alexander J. Snyder From Weird Tales, April 1925 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman A Thug, A Physician, and a Mistake Treasure by Alexander J. Schneider As the Staten Island ferryboat neared the St. George Slip, young Dr. Marsden left his seat in the smoking cabin and went out on the forward deck. His face broke into a smile of recognition as he perceived a trim, soldierly erect, old gentleman standing next to the safety gates, as if desirous of leaving the boat as soon as she should be berthed. Marsden made his way to the side of the older man. "'Hello there, Dr. Fleming,' greeted Marsden. "'How are things with you?' "'Fine, thank you,' returned the older gentleman. "'I've just come from the charity hospital.' "'Did you come across anything worthwhile there?' asked Marsden, interested in any possibilities of finding an unusual case among the dregs of humanity that ebbed through the hospital doors. Dr. Fleming smiled at the younger man's evident enthusiasm. "'I came across something good this afternoon,' he said. "'Biliary case. The man was a sailor. When I got hold of him, he looked like a Chinaman. By the time I was through with him, I took three. The loud musical clang of the windlass, reeling in the hawser of the ferryboat, kept the next few words from the ears of a seedy individual, who— leaning against the nearby stanchion, had absorbed the latter part of the conversation. As the gate swung aside, he strained forward to catch further words. "'Regular pearls. Beauties. I have them with me,' said the elderly gentleman, touching his breast pocket. "'Well, I'm bound for home. I'll say good-bye before we're separated in this crowd.' The eavesdropper grinned mirthlessly as he followed the old surgeon. Bull Evans, at his best, had never made an attractive figure, and now, down at the heel, unshaven, unshorn, and ragged, he was positively repulsive. "'Gar blimey if he don't deserve it,' he muttered, shaking his head to emphasize the fact to himself. "'A gougin' of charity patience, that's why. Three pearls, eh?' and orf a chink sailor. A kanakin, more like. I'll keep my eye on him, thinks I. Following Dr. Fleming to a Stapleton car, he boarded it and settled himself in a far corner. He pulled his faded, slouched hat deeper over his eyes and erected a discarded newspaper as a barricade between himself and the eyes of the man he was trailing. A block beyond the doctor's alighting place, he swung off the moving car and again shadowed his man. Bull Evans found his vigil irksome, out there in the dark, crouching beneath the window of the doctor's study. The lamp on the desk illuminated a stethoscope, several books, an inkwell, and a desk blotter on which they lay. Beyond the compass of the desk top, the rest of the room was in comparative darkness. 
the motionless figure of the doctor leaned attentively eyes shaded from the glare of the lamp over a heavy tome lying open on the desk before him at last bull evans stiffened into an attitude of expectation the man at the desk was pushing aside the textbook and reaching into his inner breast pocket he brought forth an envelope opened it and carefully inverted it over the desk blotter three luscious white objects the size of peas rolled out and shimmered softly in the light as the doctor poked them about with an inquisitive finger he seemed pleased about something as he took a sheet of paper from the desk pad and jotted a few words down then he folded the slip placed it with the three inaqueous objects in the then he folded the slip placed it with the three nacreous objects in the envelope and gave himself up to a mental review of his tactics of the afternoon bull evans licked his puffy lips nervously he had to have those pearls he wanted them badly enough to do murder for them his modus operandi for procuring them came only after considerable knitting of shaggy brows he turned from the window shrugged his shoulders with a glance upward to where the dim light shone under the eaves and with grim purpose strode to the front door he rang the bell and stepped to one side awaiting with upraised hand the coming of the doctor with measured tread the old surgeon traversed the short hall between the study and the front door opened it and seeing nobody waiting outside stepped across the threshold to the porch to investigate like a snake striking bull evans blackjack descended pausing for an instant to ease his victim's fall and drag him inside the hall bull evans darted into the study snatching the envelope from the desk and made a panic-stricken departure he crashed across a picket fence recoiled stumbled through the knee-high growths of rank weeds across several vacant lots and furtively looked up and down the dimly lit and deserted cross streets panting with his exertions and pent-up emotions he hailed a car rode back to the ferry and crossed the battery he hurried along south street and paused before a dingy shuttered sailor's boarding house not until he had looked the door of his room hung its filthy bandana over the keyhole and drawn the tattered shade to its fullest extent did he dare to examine his loot with avidity his grimy fingers clutched the envelope and drew forth the objects of his desire he stared at what he saw could these dead white chalky little pebbles be the pearls he had seen the doctor examine puzzled he reviewed his actions of the evening and assured himself that he had taken the right envelope at least there had been no other in sight to make assurance doubly sure he looked for and found the slip of paper he had seen the doctor place in the envelope uncomprehending on the first reading of what he saw he scanned the writing again and cursed wildly and blasphemously for the doctor had written memo and specimens for a lecture on calcareous bodies three gallstones 
removed from a duet of case 462, Charity Hospital. Note, the pearly appearance of these calculi, strongly apparent at the time of operation, seems to be disappearing rapidly. The End of Treasure by Alexander J. Snyder